Hello, good evening, welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. It's just me on my own. Um, I got back from Rome today. I was in Rome for last night's game. I got back um, four hours and 45 minutes ago to where I live in Swindon. Been back in the UK for just over seven and a bit hours. Sorry for rambling on. Uh, welcome to episode 166. As I said, it's just me on my own. Um, Imran is traveling to Oslo. Um, I wanted to make it quick because I've got to help out uh, my mum who's had hip replacement surgery a couple of weeks ago and she's still in a lot of pain. So bear with me. This will be a probably a 20 minute rambling podcast for me reviewing both games from Monday and yesterday and talking a little bit of the Rome derby, which happens this Sunday. Apologies for the croaky voice. That was me shouting like a lunatic in the uh, in the Monte Mara last night. I didn't get back to my hotel till half eleven, and I had to be up early to catch an early flight-ish, an early sorry, an early flight, early-ish flight, not uh, English, Scott English, um, back to the UK, back to Heathrow. So yeah, that's me rambling on. So rewind the clock back to Monday evening. Um, Roma travelled to Verona and won three one. Thanks to two late goals from uh, Christian Valparto and Stefano Sharari. Um, Pavel Davidovitz opened the scoring after 25, 26 minutes, then got himself stupidly sent off just a couple of minutes later for a bad challenge on um, Nicola Zaniolo. And then Zaniolo um, equalised just before half time. Roma should have been about 2 3 0 up before Hellas Verona even scored. Tammy Abraham missed an absolute golden chance through one on one on the keeper, ran on the keeper, then hit the post with an open goal. And then he missed a header um, from close range. He also hit the post, which led to Zaniolo's goal. And it was bound to happen that Davidovic scored from a deflected shot, I think it was, for a body of players. Um. Then Roma had a, a bit of a mountain to climb, but the red card helped. It was a stupid challenge. It was a challenge on the thigh, if I can remember back. It was five days ago, and it changed the complex of the game. Roma were quite sluggish. Um, it was quite poor at times. Roma struggled for about 70, 75 minutes. I think the introduction of Valparto and Matic changed the uh, the complexion of the game. Um, you could see... No, Valparto started, didn't he? Yeah. Um, sorry, uh, I'm I'm really tired. So um, Valparto was very really impressive. Um, sorry, he started the on on Thursday last week. Um, it's been a long couple of days for me. I apologise for the mistakes. Um, but no, um, the introduction of Valparto and Matic completely changed the complexion of the game. Um, Valparto brings energy and a bit of creativity. Um, he's got this uh, this really languid style um i think he's going to be a i think he's going to be a, a player for roma this season especially going into the next couple of games before the world cup so i'm really really impressed the last 20 minutes on monday were really really impressive they attacked at will had chances a great bit of play for matic with uh dropped the hips did a little bit of shake crossed a lovely ball to valparto who uh 
a bit of a bounce volley into the bottom corner. Then Valparto had an excellent run in through ball to Stefano Sharari, who scored his 50th, I think it's 50th career goal for Roma um, in this new role. Um, yeah, it was a win that was needed after Lazio capitulated against San Natana on the night before in Rome, um, which meant that Roma went above them into the fourth before the Rome derby on Sunday and Lazio lost at home. They will be without Sergei Milinkovic-Savic after he picked up a, a needless yellow. Um, and then I saw people moan about the yellow card on social media. I bet these are the same people who did moan when Lorenzo Pellegrini was harshly sent off against Udinese and missed the derby. And then t- Tammy Abraham picking up... Probably the most ridiculous yellow card I've ever seen in my life against Bologna, and then he missed the uh, Inter Milan game in December last year. But yeah, I think those are the same people who were calling it a, a, a soft yellow. There was nothing soft about it. He stood on the player's foot, and it was a yellow card. It was stupidity. But less I digress about that. But it was a good win in the end. It was needed after teams around Roma drop points. Um, it was back-to-back wins after the HJK Helsinki win, but it wasn't a great performance. Hellas are really struggling at the moment, and I know it's early doors, but they are one of the candidates to get relegated this season. They've gone through another a manager after Gabriele Choffi got sacked, and then it's Salvatore Bacchetti, who I think he may have played for the club before he retired. He's ex-AC Milan, and um, yeah, they, they looked like they were going to struggle. I think if this performance is a... Well, in a different era of Roma, it would probably have been two points dropped, but they managed to grind it out and managed to pick up the win. It's, it wasn't it wasn't pretty, it was ugly, and it's been the style of football that Roma have been playing recently, where it's um it's it's winning before substance and performance. If it, it can't go on um like this, something has to change. Um maybe it's down to injuries, maybe it's down to a dysfunctional system, etc. 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 But the win was more important because it gives Roma a platform going into Sunday um, and yesterday to give confidence going into the next couple of games. Because there is, what, there's Lazio, there's Sassuolo on Wednesday evening, which is the early evening kickoff, and then it's Torino next Sunday afternoon, and then before the World Cup. And if Roma can pick up nine points out of that, that would be perfect going into the World Cup break. But, yeah, Um that's me wrapping up on the, the Monday's performance, but I will say I was very impressed with Valparto and Maddy Camera. Um, Maddy Camera, I know he didn't have a, the greatest game yesterday. Um, he was probably mainly at fault for the goal that they scored because he didn't bring down his man, but he brings a lot of energy and a lot of dynamism to that midfield, which if before it was Cristante and Matic, that, that's more about keeping the ball and reducing uh, the ball retention and just keep play ticking. Cristante is quite slow. Matic is quite slow, but with Cameron in the midfield, he adds a bit of dynamism, sorry, and a bit of energy. And uh, he leads to high press, which is quite good. But yeah, very a very important win on uh, on Monday evening in Verona. Uh, it's always a tricky tie when Roma travel to Verona because they haven't won there. Quite a bit. They lost last season 3-2, which was Igor Tudor's first game um, in the rain. And that broke Roma's 
six game in a, a win in a row streak and then the year before uh, the start of the 2020-2021 season the game ended nil nil which was the first game of the season but it went to I think uh, a tribunal where Roma lost the game three nil because Amadou Diara was registered under the age of 23 when he actually was over 23 so yeah that was the first win, I think, uh, in Verona against Hellas Verona since November 2019. Uh, was it November 2019 or December 2019 where Roma came back and won 3-1. So, yeah, good to get a result. And gives Roma into top four, which is uh, always a blessing. Um, on last night's game, as you could hear, the croakiness in my voice was down to shouting like a lunatic in, in the stadium yesterday. I'm very tired. I got back uh, just a few hours ago. But it was well worth it in the end. So Roma 3, Luda Goretz 1. Um, I got into the stadium about an hour and 10 minutes before kickoff. And the atmosphere was already building up then. Um, I think the attendance was just over 60,000. Uh, just over 60 and a bit thousand, which is excellent for a Europa League decider. Um, Roma really started off strongly. And then it fell away in the last 15 minutes of the first half. And there was a massive gaping hole for um, Ludogorets score uh, goal, which is scored by uh, the brilliantly named uh, Rick, who just just found a, a space in Roma's midfield and unleashed a really good effort from long distance. It had been coming because just a couple of minutes beforehand, Ludogorets did hit the post. Uh, Roma did have chances, but they were from long distance. Didn't really test Ludogorets keeper um, at half time. You saw Brian Cristante, Nicolas Zaniolo and Christian Valpato warming up. Um, those three changes uh, completely changed the game. One of the players did get sent, uh, did get substituted, uh, Valpato, for Bove about five or ten minutes from the end. Valpato was harshly booked. Um, there were some really strange refereeing decisions in this game. Um, but I will go into that part. In, in a moment, I think he's the same ref who refereed the Michelin 5 Lazio 1 game earlier in the Europa League. I think that was on match day two. Um, but yeah, um, second half, completely different Roma. More intensity, more pressure, more attacking. And it really, really showed. Zaniola completely changed the game. He was brilliant. One of his best performances I've seen in a long, long while. I think it was the first time I've actually seen him in the flesh for a, a good few years and he played brilliantly. He didn't give the Ludogorets defence any time. He was involved in all three goals, both penalties and then the individual solo goal, which was wonderful. Um, the first one I thought was a penalty. Um, it got he was very smart and got. I thought from the from where I was sat, I was right in line with the corner flag on the Monte Mario side. So I thought he got absolutely mullered and kicked in the thigh. But I saw the replay today when I got home. He was very, very smart attacking player. Got in front of his defender. Uh, two brilliant penalties by Lorenzo Pellegrini. I've got both of them on my phone. Well, why not? You you go to games like this and you want to capture the moment. Uh, I'm I'm not ashamed of that. Um, the second one was a bit of stupidity by the Ludogorets defender. He didn't need to push him. Another high situation moment for Pellegrini. He sent two brilliant penalties, which sent the keeper the wrong way. And then comes the, I wouldn't say controversial point, but 
Luda Goretz's equaliser. I think, was, I think it was from Nonato. Um, it was probably the same situation with the Brian Cristante decision last week against HJK. It was it looked very soft. Um, I don't think if in the the football that I watch in 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 England you wouldn't see that in a, as a foul. Um, it, it was very soft. It was like a someone batting someone away because they're just trying to fend them off. Banyas went down like he was shot. But yeah, it was just a very strange decision. Um, I thought it was very soft. I've seen the replay today. I think in the stadium, everyone was thinking at a high-pressure cooker moment. It's 2-2. Flutegretz stayed in the game and they would have went through and then Roma would have been relegated to the Conference League. But um, at the time, elated. I've seen it now again a couple of times. Very, very soft. And then you got the just a few minutes later, the Zaniolo individual brilliant goal and then him running to the curva, curva stood and celebrating right under the fans. I think right close against the railings. What a wonderful moment. It can, his performance completely changed the game. And then you got to see the red card, which I completely missed. I missed the VAR, uh, I missed the, uh, the incident. I've seen it again. My mate who saw the incident said it was a bit squeamish and not seeing, not for the faint hearted. Um, as he sent me the BT Sport link, as I was in Italy, I couldn't watch it, but I've seen it. Yeah, he stamped on um, Zaleski's throat. He pushed him to the floor. It was naivety, very stupid. He knew what he was doing. I missed it because I completely switched off. I just saw Zaleski on the floor, didn't see anything. Then we saw the VAR um, incident like flash up on two screens on either side of the stadium. Uh, and he saw the possible red card, and he saw the, um, the referee send him off. Um, yeah, and then all, there was seven minutes of added time. Nothing really much happened. And Roma won the game three th- one. Um, it was quite an emotional roller coaster. Um, I was completely shot. It took me about thirty five minutes to get back to my hotel, and it was about fifty. It normally, it's about fifteen twenty minute walk. Everyone was just uh, just getting out of the stadium as quick as I can. I managed to stay to about 11. As I was on the Monte Mario, it was the other, completely other side of the stadium where I normally sit. I normally sit in the Tribuna Taveri, and then uh, that's a nice, nice 15, 20-minute walk. So I'm on the other side. That's an extra probably five or ten minutes. Managed to get some food and drink after the game. There's only Pringles, but it does good. Uh, some aqua, some water for the, for the, uh, for the voice. Um, there was some. Four, there was four young lads sat behind me. Um, I think one of them. Uh, one of them spoke to me in English before the game. They heard me speaking in English when I when I saw the final Lazio score. Um, just want to say thank you to the four lads who actually spoke to me after the game. Come up to me and said, uh, "Did you enjoy the game? And did you enjoy your experience in Rome?" I did very very polite and very. Uh, yeah, very welcome. Very enjoy. Very enjoyable experience. Really good. Uh, good game. Um, something I would treasure seeing Roma come back and winning in like that in an atmosphere of sixty thousand plus in attendance. The episode was really, really enjoyable. As you can hear, my voice is completely shot. I'll probably go on for about five or ten more minutes now because I've got a couple of listeners' questions, and then we've going to just do a quick preview of the Europa, not Europa, or well, the Europa League draw is next week, 
but the uh the Rome derby which is on Sunday it's uh the five o'clock kickoff and it's the um an interesting game because Roma have won three in a row in Serie A and Europa League while Lazio have struggled and it's been it's going to be an interesting game but I will start with listeners' questions first. We got to, I sent the tweet out while I was on the train, actually on the Heathrow Express, back to, back to, um, where is it? There we go. Sorry for waffling. Back to Pannington. Uh, Araplanino, it's a confidence boost for Zanioli needed. Do you see him starting for the derby or coming off the bench again? Yes, it was a massive confidence boost. I think this week has been really good for him with the goal. Uh, two assists and another goal last night. He was involved in all three. Um, good question. I think he will start the derby. I did see something today that Matic, Zaleski and Zanioli will start the derby. I think Zanioli will come in for Bellotti and then you go either three four two one or three five two with Zanioli up top off Abraham. And the Tony Towner trio... Given our current situation with injuries to key players, is it realistic at this stage to expect us to be higher in the table? No. Uh, for me, I'm pretty much happy where Roma are on the table. If the season ended now, I'd be ecstatic. I know there's a game going on with Udinese Lecce. I don't actually know the score. Um, but I would be really ecstatic of Roma being exactly where they are in the top four. I'd be uh, it's a, a good situation to be at. They're in the this knockout stage of the Europa League, which they've got eight contenders who they could play from the Champions League who finished third. There's some really strong teams. And uh, I wouldn't mind Barcelona again because their confidence will be a little bit drained after that that group. And would they want to fancy playing Roma again after um, what happened a few years ago, and especially with Gerard Piquet? news coming out but no Tony I'm ex- I'm happy about where Roma are on the league table um, there are some games where I thought Roma could be doing better but I think winning these games in the type of they are is alright for now because what's going to happen in a couple of weeks we've got a World Cup but if this continues after the, the World Cup and going into the, the latter stages of next season this um there could be a problem on the horizon. But for now, I'm happy where Rome are on the league table. Thank you to both Araplanino and Tony Trauner for the, for the questions. I will just do a quick short preview of the Rome derby. Um, I wish I was still in Rome to get, to watch the game. Sadly, I couldn't get ticket uh, tickets all the time off work. Um, it would have been an experience to be out there. Uh, Lee Roberts, who was on the podcast previously, is out there. I think he did the game in March where Roma won 3-0 and Tammy had the best performance he's had to date in a Roma shirt. But I think Sunday's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, the taxi driver who I was with, who I who picked me up from the airport on Wednesday, spoke brilliant English, uh, spoke to me about 40, 40 to 45 minutes about Italian football. He's, he was also a fellow Roma fan. Um, he was thinking maybe a draw. I was thinking maybe a draw. I think without Lazio, about two of their key components in their team, they're about their goal scorer, Chiro Mobile, and the creator. And Joey Mancini calls him the best player in 
Italian football or world football in Sergei Milinkovic-Savic. Um, they're going to be without them too. Lazio have struggled in the last couple of games. Uh, I watched the game against Udinese a couple of weeks ago where they drew 0-0. Um, and then I watched the game against Salernitana where they lost 3-1. That was a massive capitulation. They struggle at times to break down Salernitana. This is a different Salernitana side from which they were last season. Davide Nicola is doing an absolute wonderful job with them. Um, they, they look well organised and they've got an actual really, really good team at the moment. And they hit them on the counter a ta- couple of times. Like Bouladio when he came on was that just amazing. And then, um, yeah, just had a mad, Lazio had a mad 20, 25 minutes and just capitulated. Um, I haven't seen many of the highlights from Thursday against Feyenoord in that weird group where the all teams were, I think they all finished on eight points and Lazio finished third. And then I think it was, it was at FC Michelin and Feyenoord went through. It was just chaotic on, on what happened. Um, if I'm wrong about that, I apologize, but they struggled. They've struggled in games like this, this season. Um, so I think Roma might win it. I'm, I'd be happy with a draw, but you want to win these derby games. You want to make it a back-to-back home derbies over your your fiercest rivals. Sorry, with this Lazio team, can go far with the key components that he has. He is missing Immobile and Milinkovic-Savic. It's who he can come in and replace. Is he going to bring in... Is it going to be like a midfield of Cataldi, Luis Alberto and Vicino? And is Felipe Anderson going to play as the front in as the force nine in the front three? Who knows? But for Roma, uh, it's a confidence booster in the last three games. I'm really looking forward to it. I'll probably be as nervous as always in these big games. Um, I wish I was still out there, but it, it's, it, it won't happen this time but yeah um, I'm quietly confident I saw enough in the second half yesterday that I could see Roma get in a win don't hold me down to it uh, don't want to see this clipped up in like two three days time and just say yeah this was wrong um, we can be wrong once in a while but I saw enough of the second half performance it was very it was very controlled um, they all knew what to do um, I think if you have a firing Saniolo and Tammy Abraham needs a goal, and I think this could be the derby game for him, like he did in in March, where two quick goals, and then you got the free kick from Pellegrini, which saw a grin in Totti. Um, it's going to be interesting. Five o'clock UK time kickoff on Sunday evening, live on BT Sports, six pm. Enjoy it. That's pretty much enough for me. Uh, my voice is starting to croak and it's starting to sound a little bit husky. And uh, it's going to, I think it might break in about two, three minutes time. If I continue to waffle on, uh, guys, you can follow us at themagicast.com. You can find us on all, uh, on, you can find all the previous episodes on that, on the website. You can follow me individually at Scott underscore Monroe. Um, I managed to go. I managed to get blocked by a Jose fan earlier in the week, which made me chuckle. But that's a, a different topic for a different day. Um, you can find all our previous. Uh, sorry, you can find all our podcasts on all the podcast platforms on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, etc., etc. Uh, thank you very much for uh, 
enduring the last 23 24 minutes with me waffling on and my voice about to break and me making a couple of mistakes i i apologize i'm 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 very tired at the moment i wanted to get this done and dusted and uh and get it out before the weekend uh if you're going to any games at the weekend enjoy enjoy the Serie A week uh match days I think it's 13 over the weekend. Some really tasty games. There's Atalanta, Napoli on um, on Saturday evening, Rome, Derby, and then the Derby Italia on Sunday evening. It should be quite good games. But yeah, enjoy your football. That's enough from me. Ciao.